And let's go back to the school shooting. Uh, two months ago, it was Eisenhower High School in Yakima. Thank God, it, their track coach knew what to do. Now, let me tell you his background. He's from Ireland. And he actually said, yeah, when I was in high school, the Protestants were on one side, the Catholics were on the other side. And he grew up understanding this. So, I mean, if anyone, if you had a leader, he is a great leader. So all the kids, they knew the drill. They did everything perfectly. Good day and welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. You just missed it. He was just sharing uh, parenting highlights with me of dancing to hamster and gummy bear songs. Um, his kids are way younger than mine. Thank God I don't have to... I have no single-digit kids. But anyway, that's besides the fact we are very excited to have you listening to the Consultant and Coach podcast. Hey, we've taken a two-week break, not for you guys, but from recording. Uh, we've been just traveling and doing business and just having a great time. So today, what do we do when a natural crisis hits? Like literally things out of our control and a crisis happens in and around where you're doing business, you name it. Um, and hey, we're going to dial into that today because if you know how to deal with it, it, you know, it will still affect you, but you can live through it. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Josh, what, 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 what scripture verse did you come up with? Uh, Yeah. Um, looking here at Luke chapter 13 verses one through five, Jesus actually references a natural, uh, crisis, a natural disaster, uh, some kind. Uh, it says at that time, some people came and reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he responded to them. Do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those 18 that the tower in Siloam fell on and and killed, do you think they were more sinful than all the people who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as well. And so I replied that today because I think as a any kind of crisis an organization is facing, you know, bad things happen in the world that we live in, systems of sin that exist. And basically, I think Jesus was saying, lift your eyes up to the, to the more important things. Don't don't read into these things. Oh, you're sinful or something's specifically wrong with you or you've done, you know, it, 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 these are unfortunate realities of the world we live in. And so I think as leaders leading through a natural crisis is an example, um, looking to raise our eyes and apply our leadership to help people move through and past um, any kind of natural disaster, whether it's volcanoes floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, um, earthquakes, you name it. Yeah, and and what I've noticed leading through different natural crises, and we've had several. I mean, I've, I've been running my current business for 19 years next month. But essentially, th- there will always come natural crises. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really big. Sometimes they're a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. We need to be ready for them. Yep. And because if not, it's not a question, how are we going to lead? And, 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 and the person who doesn't ask that question is just flat out a fool yeah. because they're coming, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always like talking to people here, for those who don't know, we live in a central part, agricultural part of Washington, where I love to talk to some of the old folks locally who were around during 1980 when Mount St. Helens blew up. Um, and we sit kind of in the jet stream. I think it's northeast, right? Yeah. So, so in Yakima, when yep. that happened, mm-hmm. our entire city was under 12 mm-hmm. inches of ash. I think it was more than that, wasn't it? Wasn't it feet it, of ash? Uh, yeah. In certain parts, certain yeah. Parts. It was like a snowdrift. Yeah. yeah. And so the, it, it, I've read, you know, talking to other people who've been around during that time and read a lot about it. Um, 
Yakima actually helped effectively write the book on how you respond to um, uh, volcano disasters right? mm-hmm. because there Absolutely. was a bunch of stuff that nobody knew. And so you just apply sort of, you know, I think one of the interesting, like one small example that sticks in my mind is they tried to clean, clear the streets and it didn't work downtown. And they realized it was because the ash kept blowing off the roofs. And so like and when you're cleaning a house, like my mother taught me, you're supposed to go from the top down, right? Mm-hmm. So they had to actually clear the roofs of all the tall buildings downtown, then clear this. Like So you, so these things like this you learn in the middle of a natural crisis um, that you've never thought about before, right? Oh, yeah. but, but you have to still be present in mind to lead. Mm-hmm. And even in the last year, I was thinking I have so many examples, for better or worse, um, it seems like what used to be a, uh, a crisis for us in our valley, you know, so f- for example, we're in central Washington, but it's very, very dry here. Mm-hmm. It used to be like, oh, once every five to 10 years, we'd have a bad fire season. Oh, yeah. no, it's it's like we have a fire season every year now. Yep. So how do we, I mean, it's now become, I wouldn't say a natural crisis. It's just become a regular event. We're going to deal with this. But even a couple months ago, uh, my kids were at school and witnessed a school shooting mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. my Both my kids witnessed a, uh, heaven forbid, you know, s- someone was shot and actually killed at their high school. Mm-hmm. That is a, nat- I want, you know, it, it's not a natural crisis mm-hmm. where it happens, mm-hmm. but it's a crisis outside. Had nothing to do with my kids. Uh, thanks be to God that they weren't there, but it happened there. That's a crisis. Yeah. How do we handle that? Right. And what does that look like? Because all I knew is I knew nothing was going on. And all of a sudden, I start getting text messages, Dad, I'm safe. Oh, uh, that's not a good text message. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good text message, Dad, I'm safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, but I'm safe. And I'm there? hiding out in the shop put uh, place. And we're, 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 we're locked in. Don't worry about me, Dad. We're safe. I'm like, uh, okay. You saw this before you heard about the shooting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, thank God for kids today. They're 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 locked in with their cell phones. So the first thing they're doing is they're mm-hmm. sending group text messages. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you know? Now, obviously, why is it important for us to talk about national crisis? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the um, the what behind it at least first, and then the why is, yeah. is that you know, in times of crisis, people need leaders. Communities, businesses, they need leaders. People freak out. There is this, um, there is this desire, I think, within humanity to sort of have stability. And anytime that is shaken and predictability is sort of called into question, it 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 creates chaos in the mind of most people. And so, you know, the leaders we work with, I think, have to begin to think ahead around how they are going to be able to use their power and influence in a positive way for their company or their community um, to basically help solidify what is uncertainty. Um, and, and while crisis, you know, certainly don't, shouldn't be viewed positively in terms of, you know, never waste a crisis, as some have said, but um, you know, there is opportunity there to actually improve your business in many ways, right? So there's both the human response to caring for those who are suffering but also there is an opportunity when leveraged to think about how you can also benefit yourself and your your organization and the community you're in, you know, all in once. It's sort of an all-in-one opportunity because people are so desperate for leadership in the middle of difficult times. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, I'm now getting into the how, but in terms of what during crisis, I've, I've been in a lot of crisis just because I've been active in a lot of things. I've noticed 
that people who know how to lead in crisis, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like are far, far better than those who don't. I mean, people will talk about it, but let's say right. when the shooting starts, yep. heaven forbid, I mean, you want a leader there. And let's go back to the school shooting. Uh, two months ago, it was Eisenhower High School in Yakima. Thank God, their track coach knew what to do. Now, let me tell you his background. He's from Ireland. And he actually said, yeah, when I was in high school, the Protestants were on one side, the Catholics were on the other side. And he grew up understanding this. So, I mean, if anyone, if you had a leader, he is a great leader. So all the kids, they knew the drill. They did everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. And now, granted, he is a you know, multi-decade coach who's crazy smart, but that is an example of a leader. And when you have that, that's a whole lot better than saying, uh, run and be an ostrich and put your head in the ground while your butt sticks out. Right. Not a good idea. Right. Well, and I think, and I think getting into the why behind this, right, there's this, there's this human psychology of people, um, you know, who then respond, our human nature responds to people who have confidence and clarity and communication in the midst of a crisis, a natural crisis in particular, I think. Um, I mean, it's it funny in Scripture where Jesus and others refer to people as sheep. Um, and we're, we're <laughs> not, not in a good way. Not, 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 it's not necessarily, well, it's not bad. I mean, I think there's, there's certainly a, an encouragement to sort of be faithful as sheep are, right? To be simple in our faith. So I don't think it's all bad, but I think there's a recognition there that and it's at the core, people can be pretty sheep-like, right? And so we oh, look, we're looking for leadership in a shepherd. Um, and that speaks to some of our this spiritual needs ultimately as well. But I think in terms of business, recognizing there's just a human psychology need for, for a clear leadership um, from <laughs> the sheep around us. And, and, and I think as leaders, we have to also see in ourselves being a sheep. You know, don't, don't be too prideful such that you think you're without need as well. But um, and maybe that's part of the lesson, right? Is not only to be a leader, but to look for leadership yourself so that you're also grounding yourself with good leadership that you're following. And it's vitally important, as you kind of touched on, if this doesn't happen, those that we're leading do not feel secure. And that's right. really where you see people kind of, and, and when people don't feel secure, they tend to do things that are not smart. Oh, yeah. And you know, I, I don't have an example on top of my head, but... You know, whereas people, if they know the direction, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's vitally important so the organization knows what's happening. So I'll, I'll give you an example. The organization I'm leading right now. So we, we're, we're recording this in April of 2022. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what the future holds. Mm-hmm. However, I think there's a slight chance there might be a recession in the future. Well. Oh. It's guaranteed there's going to be one in the future. I, I'm trying to be <laughs> diplomatic here. Give me. <laughs> we don't know how far in the future. You're saying but, sometime. There's but going what to I am be, doing yes. as a leader is I'm telling my team currently, yeah. guys, we have no debt. Guys, we have an emergency fund. Guys, even if we have no business moving forward, I have work for you for the next six months. And I'm doing that to calm them because I look out and say yeah. there might be some sort of crisis in the future. Mm-hmm. That's just good stewardship. And as you know, how often does a recession come? 
uh, every four to eight years. Is right. that what it, Yeah, it's something like that. I mean, it, even if it goes 10, it's going to happen eventually. It, it, it's just, it naturally happens. Mm-hmm. But likewise, there'll be a, you know, a bull market as well, too. It's just going to happen. So as leaders, we have planned for this. May, may there not be a volcano blowing up again, but we're close to Mount Rainier. It will happen sometime in the next 500 years, mm-hmm. hopefully long after I'm dead. But it, it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the other aspect I think of, you know, leaders is it's a chance to really test your ability to communicate. Like, I, you know, I like what you're doing in terms of your thinking ahead about working with um, folks and communicating. I think it, without getting into specific clients I've worked with, I have seen the opposite and the impact that that has. You know, people, um, you know, you said about um, people will make strange choices. I think the recognition that I've learned is that people will learn to survive, mm. right? People learn to survive. Survive does not always mean rational, it doesn't equal rational. Yeah. In terms of, it equals rational in the sense that if you're surviving, you are rationally surviving. It doesn't mean you're acting rationally in the interest of long-term interest. It doesn't mean you're acting in interest of profitability per quarter. It doesn't mean you're acting in the interest of stock price. It doesn't mean you're acting in the interest of the company. Um, it means you are acting to survive. And that can be very similar to, that can appear very similar to irrationality. And, and, and so an example of a company I've worked in <clears throat> Without, again, specifics. Um, large company, several companies, um, has um, limited clarity from the top of the organization on, on what things should be done, where things mm-hmm. should go. And so pretty consistently, conversations I hear throughout the organization is, well, we could do this and we could do this, but we don't know actually what the vision is. We don't actually know what the strategy is. We don't know what the... So the, the outcome of that is without that lack or without that clarity of communication and strategy and direction uh, and frankly leadership uh, the 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 other leaders in the organization are left to make the best choices they can through the lens of survival both for the company and themselves and their Absolutely. role and their teams and right they're thinking all these things which they should be but they're forced to be survival minded, not rationally minded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens during natural crisis, right? Without clear communication, without clear leadership, recognize people are going to make choices and people are going to make, you know, mm-hmm. go out and take action, Absolutely. but it might be survive, survive, survival action, not. Mm-hmm. And there's a time to survive, at. you know, if, Absolutely. If, 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 if a madman comes screaming at me, I'm not going to say, Hey, Hey Josh, let's strat plan. What am I going to do? Sure. A guy's running at me with a knife. Right. I'm either going to fight, I'm going to flight, I'm going to freeze, or I'm going to fold. Right. The the big four. The key is, though, you cannot live there. Right. And this is where I love reading military books where they understand, hey, this is how you fight in the heat of battle, but how do I come out of that as mm-hmm. fast as possible mm-hmm. and get back into mission? Yep. What is the mission of our company? Yep. What is the mission of my family? What is the mission? And this is where I see great leaders. They know what their mission is. Yep. They know what their vision is. If you know what that is, yeah, you have to either fight, flight, freeze, or fold, but then let's get back on the mission as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, that that I think good leaders also take a moment, even a pause in the midst of there to, to just double check, okay, mission, vision, still correct, landscape changed, it, does there, is there an impact there? No, okay, move forward. Most of the time, most of the time it's no. Every now and then it won't be. But um, I think it's also taking that pause 
But like you said, I think it's getting people out of that mode because, again, if left to survive for too long, people will just start making crazy choices. I mean, they'll, they'll oh, be doing and, all sorts of foolish dumb things. dumb choices. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, they'll make sense in the context of surviving, but they won't make sense in, in the context of the company's mm-hmm. benefits for long-term or even that individual necessarily. And people tend to not make completely stupid choices. Everything makes sense in context. Usually. Yeah, you'd help. So I'll give you an example. Um, so I'm in the home medical supply equipment, and I, I originally worked for Verizon Wireless back in the days, and I was quite good at it. But we're in the. This is like over a decade ago, and my 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 owner says, "Hey, Eric, you're really good at selling these cell phones. Um, how about we do that with medical supplies?" I could have made good money in cell phones, but that's not. It was not part of our mission statement. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says, "Hey, in addition to hospital beds, let's sell cell phones." Right. And so I made the call, thank God, we're not going to sell cell phones. It had nothing to do with our mission. So as we come up with, I mean, his, his, his thought was, let's diversify. Mm-hmm. Well, that would definitely diversify, but it had nothing to deal with. So if we know our company's mission, it's got to move in that area. Or if maybe he did want to sell cell phones or whatever, yeah. you need to change your mission statement. Or build out a separate business unit. Right. With, Completely. And yeah. then understand the risk. And that's yeah. why you're a great consultant. You understand exactly how to do that. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So I think we've talked about a little bit of the how. I think communication being key, simple, clear, often. I think that's the other thing. Often, actually, is one of the things I've appreciated, you know, watching, for example, like the COVID pandemic and response to that. Natural crises, good of the good leaders. Um, they communicate often, right? There's no gap. It's a daily communication or even hour yeah. when you need to write it at first and so i think that some of the best best leadership things i've learned from looking at really good leaders especially in natural crisis is just hey here's what we know and here's mm-hmm. what we don't know and i'm giving you what i got right and so um there's a process there i think to articulate what um what the organization needs to hear, what individuals need to know at any given time. And I, I like what you said about that. I, I would call it touch points. You know, and sometimes I will say, well, did you check in with them? Oh, there's nothing new. Still check in with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. It, they it, might have new questions. You they might have. Yeah, exactly. But even yeah. if they don't, even if there's no new information, mm-hmm. check in with them anyway. Because mm-hmm. sometimes during an active crisis, yep. You might need to check in every hour and then go down to every two hours and then go down to every four hours. Mm-hmm. But that way, even if there's no nothing new, they know just in case Josh is there, just in case whoever this leader is, you are there for your team. And that's reassuring. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, and I've even had just small, you know, family crises, right, learning from that. Like if something's going on with family and, and I'm working from home and I know something's happened with one of my kids or something it's i make a point of walking out every hour or two hey how are things going today like find how's it going you know we'll check in with oh, yeah. my wife and trying to communicate but i think that 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 scales to large companies and checking in with the key folks who we're trying to lead right mm-hmm. with a pretty regular you know be, being available being around and also if with natural crisis we can think about our business but we need to be aware of how do these natural crises affect families because all of us yep. have families, right. and even so, in, in the event of the school shooting a couple uh, months ago, everyone, hey Eric, were you aware? Because they knew my kids were yeah. there at school, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they sure. did that for my benefit. They had nothing to deal with our business, and so these will come into our business. And if we say, well, that's just business stuff, well, 
Yeah, but the family stuff affects business because when right. people's personal life crazy happens, it affects the business. Right. Right. I think there's, and I think the you know the best again best leaders I've worked with you know just openly recognize that right they'll openly talk about it they don't hide from it um but but they recognize that that's going to be important to people who are impacted um as a family by any particular natural crisis of some kind and usually if it's an entire community it's the entire group it's the entire team the entire company Mm -hmm. like in your case it's a relatively small company um almost everybody who's you know at least on in in yakima will be affected by a natural crisis here Mm -hmm. so you'd have to recognize now here's here's a coaching insight from uh, a growth coach. Mm-hmm. And I know we know this, but I want to just remind everyone there are emotions involved in crisis. Yep. And sometimes we're like, it's just as simple as ABC. We need to sometimes just let our team freak out, not, not in an uncontrolled way. Right. They might need to literally take half a day off yeah. and just process things. They might need to scream. They might need to cry in a safe place. Yeah. Not, um, and, and what I've noticed a lot of times with my my clients coaching is literally it's as simple as letting someone have an emotional moment mm-hmm. and then they can come back. Yep. And the people who bottle it up yep. for weeks, you know, it, it, I think of it in terms of like a hard drive. Yep. You have your RAM and you have your heart. You know, what happens is the RAM gets full of memory. Mm-hmm. And until that RAM gets processed to the hard drive... Mm-hmm you lose processing speed. And that's what happens in these times of crisis. And so when a crisis happens, we need to reset the hard drive. You can't reset it mid-crisis, but find a time, a safe time to get off and say, okay, I'm gonna go up to a cabin, or I'm gonna have an emotional moment with my counselor, or I'm gonna call my life team, whatever it is. We have to reset that Mm -hmm. so it doesn't get rid of the crisis. All it does is move it from the RAM over to the hard drive yep. and then we can take on what's next because if we're tapped out that's where you see people say um i watched a movie this last week it was the old monty python and the guy has to go across a bridge if not he dies down to one last question they're like what's your favorite color and he's so stressed out it's like yellow instead of blue and he misses the question so if we're so stressed out yeah. you can't remember your son's middle name or your favorite color, right? You need a break. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, what else for today? I know we're looking forward to the next uh, next week as oh, well. Oh, next but, uh, week is awesome. So you know, hey, how do we lead through an organizational? I mean, excuse me, a natural crisis. But now, next week, organizational crisis. This is a crisis either of our own making. Yep inside or maybe we hired crazy and it's inside the doors there's a way of handling an organizational crisis that we have to know how to do if not well it can take down our organization that's right so okay. that's next week but hey in the meantime go to the consultant of the um if you want just a, uh, a a brief flyover with either josh or myself as uh, hey schedule a meeting on our calendar calendly app just go on to our app and hey you can schedule a quick 15 minutes we'd love to kind of chat with you about how we might be able to help uh your organization and what's possibly next there's no cost for that uh but hey uh so but until then uh hey until then <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll talk to you then until then but um thanks for joining us today and we will look forward to talking to you more next week awesome all right take care thanks